from the Black Swan Media Studios, deep inside a secret underground bunker. We're speaking to freedom-loving patriots from all around the country and the world. Welcome to the resistance. This is John Crump, live. Live. All right, all right. It's another beginning of the week. It is Monday, and it's time to do a little show, talk about Cuba, as I call it, or or as uh, my Portuguese friends would call it if Cuba started with our R, Cuba, but it doesn't, so they probably still call it Cuba, but whatever. We are sponsored by the one, the only, the wonderful cryptocurrency that's not a pump dump and it's not a rug pull because I've held my cryptocurrency for over a year now and uh, spend it if you want. I've bought uh, a uh, bulletproof backpack pack thing that pulls over and turns into a vest and all and also sorts of other awesome stuff and that cryptocurrency would be the one, the only Tusk. Proudly sponsored by TUSC, the only cryptocurrency designed with the firearms market in mind. With three-second processing times, it's the fastest cryptocurrency on the planet. On the planet. With lower transaction fees than traditional credit cards, it's perfect for your e-commerce needs. For gun guys, buy gun guys. Visit TUSC.network for more information and join the digital revolution. And we're also sponsored by Black Swan Tactical. Black Swan Tactical, you can get really cool stuff. And guess what, guys? You are the first to know. Patch drop. Patch drop. New patch drop. They're with the pre-orders. I think there's 39 of each left um, after the pre-orders. And this is it. Future Felons of America. You can get that at BlackSwanTactical.com. If you, if you go to blackswantactical.com, you can use code Carpy and get 10% off. One of these glow in the dark, one of these don't, and they glow really, really bright. So that's kind of really cool. Thank you to Toxic Patch Co. for making those up for us. Toxic Patch Co., they're not a sponsor, but they will be one day. <laughs> I'm already talking to them once I get a little bit bigger. There's Zach Carr, the owner of Toxic Patch Co. Check it out, Zach. The patch is from Black Swan Tactical. It is awesome. Go to Black Swan Tactical and go ahead and, and pick up a glow in dark one and a regular one and buy it. And the, they're probably going to sell it fairly quickly, I believe. Black Swan Tactical, your number one source for 2A streetwear with shirts, mugs, hats, patches, flags, and more. There's always something to help you rep the 2A community. All proceeds go back into our projects. Viewers and listeners can take an additional 10% off with code CRUMPY. Unapologetically pro-gun, pro-liberty, and pro-freedom gear for the front lines of the culture war. And we're back with Rich. Rich was at my house this weekend. We'll get into that in a minute. But first, uh, Rich, guess what? You left your book. In, in I was time. just going to say that. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead. Well, and... Hey, dude. You said you were going to sign a book for me. I know. One day. Uh, well, let's bring on uh, Let's bring on Luis. Luis, how are you doing, my friend? 
friend. Doing good, my friend. How are you doing today? Good. Before we get into who you are, uh, let me just say, Rich, I hang out with you more than any other person besides my family. And you live in Florida, and I live in Virginia. I don't get it. And we usually end up hanging out in New York. It's just kind of weird. You know, I don't know. Or a New York rendezvous. Not like that. Yeah. But I'm going to send you, Rich, a couple free patches. Oh, cool. Yep. Yep. It's a joint project between me and 2AEDU. We both got five patches of each to do whatever you want with it. And I want you to have it since you're a co host. And I'm going to charge you like 5,000 tasks for each one. But no, only 5,000. Million. Five million. Uh oh. Never mind. Not sure what balance is. <laughs> Never mind. No, no, I'm going to give it to you. You're my co host. Uh, everyone knows who goes flying riches. He crashes planes and. And shoots guns. Shoot guns, according to his uh, profile. But and lives they, in Florida. And lives in Florida, the original Florida man. But we have another Florida man on, and people might not realize who you are. This is Luis Valdez, or Luis Valdez. I call him Luis Valdez because uh, our boss, Eric Pratt, calls him Luis. Everyone else call, So I just thought his name was Luis. And then, then other people were calling him Luis, and I got really, really confused. So I just gave up trying to call him Lewis. So I'm just going to call him Luis. <laughs> Again, thanks for having me on, John. I go by either Lewis or Luis. Spanish was my first language, so you know, Luis in Spanish, Lewis in English. Awesome. It's better. It's it's usually a, it's better than how people usually call me, which is Sir, followed by You're making a fool of yourself. <laughs> Your boss at the CIA. Ah. Probably NSA. My boss at DHS is actually really nice, though. So. <laughs> All right. <laughs> There's an inside joke to that, but we'll get into that. So, Lewis, I, I'm very excited to finally meet you. You've been on Hank's show a couple of times. Yes. You're, you're in Tallahassee, right? I am all over the state. Right now, I'm currently down in Miami. Um, long story short, I'm, I'm all over the state, man. I, I don't stay put. Yes, you don't stay put. And you're in Cuba sometimes, too. Not Cuba, sorry, Puerto Rico. Yeah, yeah, definitely in Puerto Rico. Sorry, we're going to get into Cuba. That's why I kind of uh, made it. Uh, in Space Texas, Texan and the TGB, I guess they got a bromance going on. They want. Hey, I, I, I can tell you this. If uh, the Biden administration weren't being the jerks that they are, I know a couple of friends and I, we'd definitely hop on a boat out of uh, Black Point Marina down here in South Florida and head down to Cuba. Yeah, I don't know why they're stopping those boats. Let's talk about what's going on in Cuba, because I think it's very important to the gun community. Even though it might not seem like a gun issue, I, I think it kind of is, because it kind of shows you why we need the Second Amendment, and that's why I wanted to highlight it. Yeah, I'd, lo- I'd love to dive right in and jump in and Phil, and um, educate your your listeners and watchers here. So let's do it. For folks, for folks that don't know what's going on in Cuba, it's been a communist dictatorship for sixty two years now since nineteen fifty nine, and the Cuban people are literally rioting in the streets, wanting freedom. Um, no matter what the news media has said, they're not out on the streets because of COVID. They're not out on the streets because they want better medical care. 
They're currently in the streets because they are tired of a totalitarian dictatorship. And they are rioting in the streets with nothing but harsh words and rocks and stones. And how does that all tie in with the Second Amendment? Simple. Prior to the communist government taking over, Cubans owned firearms. And one of the first things that Fidel Castro did was he demanded that all Cubans register their firearms for safety and protection so the bad guys wouldn't have guns. Well, in reality, the government determined that anyone with a firearm was a bad guy and immediately went into confiscation. And since then, you've had a totalitarian hellscape where the people literally live at the whims of the communist government. Yeah, I mean, that is something, I don't know, Rich is back, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. There he is. Uh, That is something that, is going on in Cuba right now, and the Biden administration is stopping the flotilla of of boats that's trying to bring uh, the Second Amendment, so to speak, to Cuba. Um, the Biden administration is literally stopping anything from reaching Cuba. It's It's been against the law now for over a couple of decades for any American to leave U.S. shores with the intention of going into Cuban waters. Um, And sadly, I think it's horrible. Uh, Americans should be able to privately go and proselytize liberty and freedom anywhere they go, Um, especially when it comes to Cuba. They're only 90 miles from our shores, and you have a large Cuban community here in South Florida that they're boat owners, they're patriots, they're Americans, they they love freedom. And all they want to do is they want to help those that are still stuck behind the Iron Curtain. I mean, I still have family in Cuba. I would love nothing more than to go there and help deliver food, supplies, medicines, and more importantly, freedom. Yeah, Cuba is the fourth closest country to us behind uh, Canada, Mexico, and Russia. Yep. The only other country that's that's slightly closer to us is the Bahamas because Bimini is only 50 miles from Fort Lauderdale. Not here in Bimini. And I guess it's – I know Russia is the third closest. Yeah, yeah, because the Bering Strait. Yeah, they actually have two islands up there where they sit there and they end of them. There's two islands that are in visual range, and one's U.S. territory and one is Russian territory, and they both have military. U.S. has military bases. And their house is right there. <laughs> I know specifically the islands you're talking about. It's um, I, I can't remember the name yeah. properly, but I think it's Big Diomenid and Little Diomenid yeah, Islands. Yeah, it is, and they just look at each other all day. That's yeah. the only job. They built bases there to just to like stare at each other and that's all they do yep but uh, as maverick said do they communicate uh i would imagine they probably do (laughs) i would think so but in regards to cuba you know for so what does it have to do with the second amendment it's real simple if you look at cuba as an example of what gun control does because the cuban government they they prop themselves up on a lie and that lie was that if you trade your freedoms and liberty for Um, security that the government would give it to you. Well, of course, that's a lie because security is never something that's given to you by government. It's always something that's, it's a false lie. It's it's a siren song. So Cubans did trade their liberty and freedom to the government on the belief that they would be secure and that they would have their rights protected by that government. And that government has done nothing but trample over their rights. Um, Because in Cuba, the Cuban constitution claims that Cubans have the right to freedom of speech And right now, Cubans are exercising that right in the streets. And what do they get? 
they get the black berets. The secret police are coming out. They're literally grabbing people off the streets for voicing their opinions. And their opinions right now are against the government because they're tired. Crazy. It's, it's horrible. The, the idea that, especially when gun grabbers and authoritarians here in the United States constantly say that, oh, well, you don't need firearms to protect your rights. I, I laugh and, and always look at them and say, well, you clearly didn't study history. Have you seen uh, Nazi Germany? Have you seen communist Germany, Venezuela, Cuba, Vietnam, Cambodia, um, the Turkish, uh, the, the, the Armenian genocide? I mean, the 20th century alone is rife with authoritarian regimes, whether left or right wing, going after guns. And then after they go after guns, they kill people. And they always do it. it. It doesn't matter. An armed society is free. A disarmed population are slaves to the state. Correct. Yeah. Uh, I see 280U out there. He is uh, my partner in this program with these patches. I'll, I'll throw these patches one more time because if you haven't seen them yet. One glows in the dark, one doesn't. Future felons of America because the Biden administration's dumbass. But do they glow blue? Uh n- no, they glow like white. Um, not not blue chem light. No, not blue chem light. Uh, we can work on something like that. Maybe we already are behind the scenes. Thanks, Rich. Oh, shh, shh. Come on. It's not like I talked about the top secret house around the corner from you that the DoD owns. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Uh, there's a house in my neighborhood that's like. I showed Rich it when he was down here because I was like, dude, does this not look Yeah, suspicious? that's kind of weird. Sorry. Uh, there's a house well, in my well, neighborhood you know, that's like... It, it's kind of like, what, what was the, the saying is, um, was it... Oh, gosh, what was a stupid movie? Was it Goldie Hawn and she joins the military? And she I, says... I don't remember what you're talking about. I'm not making a big deal about this, but it's it's kind of funny when you try to be a stealth house in every 10 feet... There's a no trespassing sign and a you're being recorded by a hundred camera sign every ten feet. It's like, hmm, methinks thou dost protest too much. Yeah, I mean, it, it is kind of ridiculous, and I don't know how they think it's not. Uh, you want you want to tell them what the what the newest thing they did? Oh, <laughs> you know, John and I were talking about it over the weekend. And uh, I'm like, yeah, you know, you look it up in your town. I'm, I'm guessing you've done that before. Look at because uh, you can look up properties on town websites for the most part. They've deleted the information. It's gone. It doesn't exist. Well, in, in my defense, if you try to look up my house, you won't find it either. I had that information deleted. But no, this you know, is county records. Maps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, you're talking about the uh, the the property tax records, the folio, right? Yeah, you can't find me. But usually there's a section block and lot map, and you can find everything is on that. Not for me. Really? No. Yep. Well, I mean, it, it, it might not say this is owned by Luis Valdez, but it, it should show that there's something that's actually there. It will show nothing because specifically under Florida state law, anyone that is law enforcement or former law enforcement can have all records exempt from the public. Well, hmm. well, that's not un- under Virginia law, and and also you probably don't have a no-fly zone over your house either. I keep trying to, but the neighbors aren't apparently fond of that. 
Yeah, that's r- really weird. Are you talking about the missile defense system or just a no-fly zone? <laughs> like I'd, like, the- hey, I'd, I'd like a missile defense system. That'd be great. Yeah, that'd be actually really cool. That would be cool. It'd be the best 4th of July Independence Day celebration ever. Time to go check out the missile defenses. Well, I I was flying. Uh, John has a property over in an islip on Long Island, and I was coming in for a landing one year on the 4th of July after watching fireworks from the air. And fireworks were coming up past my wing, and I was at 1,000 feet above the ground. I'm wondering if that was John playing a couple of years back. No, I mean, I mean, we do go pretty, pretty all out with fireworks when we do them up in New York. As Rich can testify. Oh yeah, your neighborhood was was popping. Yeah, yeah, it is pretty. Uh, yeah, I had to hang out with this Joker all Fourth of July. Yeah, thank you for inviting me over. I appreciate it because I was all alone. I know he's. <laughs> oh. He made me feel guilty. He sent me a picture of a ham sandwich <laughs> and said, this is what I'm eating on 4th of July all by myself. This is my date so, tonight. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. So, with um, Cuba. So, Cuba doesn't have a Second Amendment. Um, and yeah. They had all the guns. Uh, one of my guests, like, guests that I had on the show before, uh, knows a lot about Cuba because his parents actually fought in the Cuban Revolution. What a lot of people don't realize is that there was a, you know, the Batista side, and then there was mm-hmm. the communist side, and then there was the, you know, yeah. the the well, free side. Batista was a horrible dictator, and uh, Fidel Castro was going to liberate the Cuban people from that horrible dictator. Yeah, and there was, a, but there was another side. There was uh, mm-hmm. like the, the the true freedom fighters that got kind of like expelled. You, you had. The, the the revolution in Cuba that led up – Cuba was a multifaceted problem. You had Batista overthrow a duly elected government in the 1930s, and he installed himself as dictator for life, basically, through one fashion or another. And you had a multifaceted, uh, free, freedom-minded uh, uprising in Cuba against the Batista regime. You had people that were constitutionalists, that they wanted to bring back the original uh, government from, 19, from 1933 and before. They wanted to reinstall the, the Constitution. They wanted to have a par- parliamentary democracy with representation. They wanted to have uh, fair elections. You then had student radicals, which, you know, as history has always proven, student radicals are always student radicals. And then you had the July 26th movement. And the July 26th movement was started by Fidel Castro. That was the socialist communist group. And actually, they were a very small part of it. But what happened was, is after Fidel was exiled from Cuba and he formed the July 26th movement in Mexico, uh, along with Che Guevara and other people, and they landed back in the Sierra Mestras out on the uh, east end of the island, they waged the guerrilla war, and they started marching westwards towards Havana. And what happened is that these other movements, especially the constitutionalists, they were going out into the streets trying to overthrow the Batista regime, while Fidel Castro's guerrilla movement was actively fighting 
the communist, the not the communist, the uh, the Batista regime, the Cuban army. And what happened was, is Castro roll, rode a wave of populist support because he didn't flat out win the revolution against Batista. He was just a part of it. But as what happened in other revolutions across the country, like even with the revolution, with the Russian revolution against the, the czar, Castro took power. He, he immediately seized power with his armed goons and stripped everyone else. He, he was a minority within the uprising against the Batista regime, but he had the guns. And as Mao Zedong, communist leader of China, says, political plot power flows from the barrel of a gun. And that's how he sees power, along with backing from the Soviet Union immediately after he, he secured power. And, of course, as what was done is he went after anyone that was a political rival to him, and he stripped them of their guns. He politically ostracized them. He stripped them of their property. He jailed them as political prisoners, where um, Ernesto Guevara che Guevara literally ran the prison and executed people. And... Uh. No, he's a cool dude. I've seen him on T-shirts. Yeah, he's a piece of shit. And Gavada literally said, I would kill 99 innocent people so the one guilty man doesn't go free. Mind you, the entire principle of the American legal system and the American idea of democracy and republicanism and federalism is that better that 100 guilty men go free than one innocent man goes to jail. That Except on you- January 6th. Yeah, except on January 6th. But that shows you the difference between a people, between a revolution founded on the belief of liberty versus a revolution that was co-opted and, and used to produce, to to push authoritarianism. Right. Yeah. And well, isn't the, the saying that almost every revolution, the group that starts the revolution is not in charge at the end? That's that typically usually, how it works. That is usually the case. That was the case of the French Revolution. That was the case of the Russian Revolution, the Cuban Revolution, even the Mexican Revolution. Uh, it, to go slightly off topic with, Me- with Mexico and their ni- revolution of 1911, by 1917, when, they, when the revolution ended and the, Mexican cost, the, the current Mexican Constitution was enacted, the actual revolutionaries that were fighting against the, uh, the, the despotic Spanish. regime... Well, no, it wasn't even Spanish by this point. Mexico was free for for close to 80 years. But the, the Portofio regime, which was a, a right-wing authoritarian dictatorship, um, they wanted to be free. They wanted to have a system of federalism in which the Mexican states had their own control over their own affairs, like how the U.S. was originally founded, where you know the states don't, aren't completely beholden to Washington, D.C., well, what happened with that is... No, you're wrong about that. Mexico the states City, have always been beheld to Washington, D.C. <laughs> well, what happened in Mexico is Mexico City immediately took control, and under the Mexican Constitution of 1917, they went after the church. And that spawned what became the Cristero War, which is another fine example of people using their guns to protect their, first, their, their civil rights. For folks that don't know, the Cristero War started because the Mexican government was going after people that practiced their religious beliefs. After 1917, it was a crime to openly pray in public. It was a crime for priests or clergy to wear their religious garments in public. And they were literally be arrested. And it was to the point that the Mexican army started rolling in and killing people. 
They killed priests. They killed Jesuits. They wow. killed um, uh, cardinals. They confiscated church property. They killed churchgoers. And you had a generation of Mexican revolutionary fighters that said, no, 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 to hell with this. And they dug up the guns that they specifically hid after the revolution and fought a war against the Mexican government from 1926 to 1929, known as the Cristero War. And they brought the Mexican government to heel. They brought the Mexican government to the negotiating table and the Mexican government. Without a 15th. Well, they had the AR-15 of the time. They had the Winchester lever action. And they literally used their rifles, their firearms, to fight for their religious freedoms. So when anyone here in the United States says that, oh, you don't need, you know, you don't need guns to protect your First Amendment rights, I laugh at them. And I say, look at south of the border. Look at what Mexico happened in the 1920s. They specifically used their guns to protect their religious beliefs. Just as right now, Cubans are wishing they had guns so they could protect their First Amendment rights, their their freedom of speech, because... They don't have it. They're being kidnapped off the streets by secret police. Well, no country in the world actually has freedom of speech other than the United States. No country in the world has freedom of speech where it's actually protected. Every country that claims they have freedom of speech. I mean, you can look at the the Constitution, even of the Soviet Union. They claim that the people had freedom of speech and freedom of religion. But, of course, they couldn't practice it because they had no viable means to defend it. The entire and the and this is the other difference between the United States and every other government. The United States is the only country that recognizes that our rights are inalienable, that we are born with them. They're not granted to us by government. The Constitution is simply a document that enumerates certain rights and specifically lists them as something the government definitely can't mess with. But the Constitution grants nothing. It simply protects those rights. Every other government in the world claims that rights are granted by government and can be taken away by government, which is false. Hey, uh, oh, Rich, oh, go for it. Um, not to change the subject or not, but uh, you want to see my old boss at Facebook, what he used to drive to work? <laughs> wow, that's a segue, huh? Yeah, no, it's solid. It's solid. Um, so I thought you might want to. Check it out. Is that a Cirrus? No, that's not a Cirrus. Yeah, it's a, it's a, some type of like little jet thing. A yeah, Cirrus. no. Um, oh gosh, I don't know which one that is. Right, but that that's not in production. That's not in current production. They stopped producing that one. I forget what it is though. Okay, just a, I just thought it was kind of interesting. That, that's what your boss drove to work. Yep. Hmm. I'd okay. hate to live in his neighborhood. <laughs> Yeah, I have no idea how much that uh, is worth, but I can't be cheap. Well, a cheap jet burns about 60 gallons an hour at low altitude. Jet A is usually around two to three bucks a gallon. So, yeah, you're typically $180 an hour flying a jet just on fuel. Forget about maintenance or well, anything well, else. He, he, was like an, he lived 100 miles away from the office. So he didn't fly in. Okay, back to the cube. I just thought that was interesting. I just, I, I've never. <laughs> so I, I want to throw in, you say the U.S. government. You mean the documents that founded the U.S. government because the yeah, U.S. Yeah, government yeah. isn't our, doing our those found, things. Our founding documents that. Because there's Jen Psaki. You're breaking up, but if I understand. I think you're breaking up, Luis. You're, you're breaking up, but what I'm trying to. 
Oh, well. <laughs> but yeah, I wasn't saying our current government. I mean, our founding documents that formed our government, that yeah. formed our nation right, as right. a whole. That is yeah, really... Jen Psaki and Joe Biden, they have a ministry of truth that they're, they're manufacturing. Yeah. Uh, the, the First and Second Amendment shall not be infringed, but... In case of COVID, you know, yeah. we can suspend, you That's know, some... even in Florida, uh, what's her face? Uh, Nikki, my, my buddy Nikki, she, she suspended issuing permits. Yeah, she did it for three months after the, uh, uh, the pandemic was announced and the governor shut down all state offices. Yeah. Yeah. Um... As, as far as I'm concerned, it should be, well, all right, they can't approve it. You just go get your gun. It's okay. Well, see, to, to segue into here in the U.S., for example, for Florida specifically, we have a, a quote-unquote Second Amendment or a state constitution. It's under Article 8, Section 9, and it says that the people have the right to keep and bear arms. But then there's a nice little comma, and it says, comma, but the legislature has the right to regulate the method of carry. And um, the ACLU, they just released a, a, a statement saying that the Second Amendment is inherently racist. And I laugh at that because... Our gun rights in our state constitution here in Florida was specifically worded that way by Southern Jim Crow loving Democrats in the 1890s so they could disarm freed blacks. And it was literally ripped apart in 1941 by state Supreme Court Justice Buford, where he literally said during um, uh, a court case and basically says, oh, I know of this law. Yeah, on paper, this law was written to be applied to everyone. But in reality, we only applied it to blacks. We never charged the white man for violating this law. Yeah, it was, wow. to, it was to disarm blacks of from being able to carry guns and own guns. And that's the whole reason behind it. It was Watson v. State, for those that are curious. And again, 1941 was the, uh, the year of the trial. So, yeah, Nikki Freed, she's an authoritarian. She's completely using her power and her office as a bully pulpit to push for gun control. And what's sad is here in Florida, we don't have the right to carry. It's only a privilege because we don't have um, unpermitted carry. Right. We, can't, we can't open carry without a permit. We can't, we can't really open carry in Florida. Well, carry. you can't open carry. Yeah, unless you're actively fishing, hunting, or camping, which, yeah, right. good luck with that for your day-to-day activities. What do you mean? What do you mean? I'm going to be camping every day in my house. Did I have to say, I'm just up at my house. I'm going back and forth to my house and I got a tent set up in my house. All right. So here's the weird thing about Florida is in your vehicle, you can have a firearm and in your home and in your place of business without a permit. Yep. So it pretty much is only public that you need a permit. And again, if you want to walk out of the gun shop with a firearm, that's another reason. Well, the biggest, the biggest problem here is communal property. You know, let's say you live in a condominium or an apartment complex. You want to walk from your apartment to your car. You can't conceal carry that farm. You're breaking the law unless you have a permit. Oh, jeez. Okay. You want to hear what Virginia's uh, or Article 1, Section 13 says? Sure. It says, a railroad militia composed of the body of the people trained to arms is proper natural and safe defense of a free state. Therefore the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. That standing armies in a time of peace should be avoided as dangerous to Liberty. 
And in all cases, the military should be under strict subordination to and governed by the civil power. I wish we had that. This is ours. The right of the people to keep and bear arms in defense of themselves and of the lawful authority of the state shall not be infringed, except that the manner of bearing arms may be regulated by law. And it gets worse. There shall be a mandatory period of three days, excluding weekends and legal holidays between the purchase and delivery at retail of any handgun. For this purpose of this section, purchase means the transfer of money or other valuable considerations to the retailer, and handgun means a firearm capable of being carried and used by one hand, such as a pistol or revolvers. Holders of a concealed carry permit, as prescribed by Florida Nosh, as prescribed by Florida law, shall not be subject to the provisions of this paragraph. I mean, it's literally in our state constitution that three-day waiting periods are constitutional, right. unless you That's buy two guns in one day. Yeah, unless you buy two guns in one day. Because then, then they got to fill out a form it's, with serial numbers and send it to the sheriff. Do you see that what happened yeah. in the Czech Republic? So, talking about guns. Yes, that their uh, that their Senate just um, just uh, added a Second Amendment to their Constitution by a vast majority. Like, I believe it was. I, I think their const, I think their Senate is made up of. 74 75 members and i think it was like only 20 of them didn't vote it was a huge majority it was such a majority that didn't even have to go before the public for a vote yeah that it was that's and great and the interesting thing is under their constitution their president cannot veto it wow well the, so, the president i've heard uh was for it anyway yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I heard he was one of the, I heard that the Czech president was actually a huge proponent for it. And specifically, it's a way of telling the European Union to sod off that because the EU is trying to impose gun control and the Czechs are saying, uh, we've lived under Nazis and the Soviets. To hell with you. We're sticking with our guns. Have you ever been to the Czech Republic? No, I would love oh my to. My God, it's awesome. Also, they have the world's oldest brewery still in operation. I, I need to go there. They have Budweiser there. No, they do. Yeah, Budweiser, the real Budweiser. Yeah, is is made in the is made in the Czech Republic by a bunch oh. of uh, monks. Oh, you didn't know that? Yeah, they the, yeah. the the Budweiser in the United States is basically just a license of a name of like a Czech beer company that's brewed. Oh, by I thought monks. the Bush family came over with the recipe. <laughs> Oh, it's a, it's well, it's a different recipe. It's not the what the Budweiser in the Czech Republic is. You know, the I, uh, the Bush family didn't have a bunch of monks running around. Yeah, it's um uh, uh the Bud the Budweiser Budvar Brewery. Um, I, oh, cool. I, can, I cannot in any way pronounce the city where it's located in the Czech Republic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, back in um when I went there. They have something called the new city and the old city, and this is in Prague. You're like, okay, new city. Let me say, uh, let me ask you, the new city, how old do you think the new city is? The new oh, city? It. Yeah. Okay. Um, easily 800 years old. Rich? 2,000 years old. 800 years old was the new city. The old city was 1,000 oh. years old, and uh, it's, it's really, really cool. Um, and every night... 
they have something where it shows like the rise of communism and the fall of communism that's like uh, displayed on a big clock tower. It's awesome. Um, and Good. you see uh, Prague Castle overlooks it, and they have St. Charles Bridge. It's just an amazing city. And you can, and if you want to learn about like, like why communism is bad, that's where you go because huh. they they'll tell you. I mean, huh. yeah, um, they actually have a statue to Reagan. Jesus, I I truly hope and pray that my family in Cuba is one day able to celebrate their freedoms like the Czechs have with the overthrow of the communist government. I mean, my, my uncle Mario, he, when he came to the U S he came to the U S prior to 1961, like the rest of my family did because he was actually recruited by the CIA and helped organize Brigada 2506 in English brigade 2506, which was the military unit that took part in the Bay of Pigs. My family literally was involved in this and I I would love nothing more than for Cuba to be free, truly free. And again, the, one of the biggest things that I hope that when this day does happen is that the Cuban people realize how much of a mistake it was to give up their guns and that they never do it again. So I can tell you this, the moment that they do become free, I'll be there as GOA's rep spreading gun rights in Cuba. <laughs> Very cool. What about, uh, yeah, about GLC? I guess it would be GLC two since it's already a GLC. Nah, nah, it'll be GOA. Don't worry. Hey, remember, it's the Americas. Ah, uh, I guess you're right. That's why one of the Olympic rings <laughs> is the Americas. <laughs> Bay of Pigs too. Yeah, there was an interesting thing about the Bay of Pigs, uh, and uh, Curtis LeMay, who was the head of the Air Force, had a had to disagree with the CIA and the Air Force was supposed to uh, give air support. But since he didn't like the CIA, he uh, pulled the Air Force out at the last minute after it's already started. That's crazy. It goes more than that. Um, there, What a lot of people don't realize is when the Bay of Pigs happened, part of it was that you had um, – the Alabama National Guard took part in it. They were actually operating some of the aircraft that assaulted the uh, the beaches with the landing forces, and a number of them lost their lives. You had American, you had American servicemen in the Bay of Pigs that they gave their lives for for liberty and freedom in Cuba, just as they've done elsewhere across the world. And that was swept under the rug. The Kennedy administration denied any further air support. Uh, the entire, for folks that don't know, the entire plan of the Bay of Pigs was a simple idea. You have a Cuban military group of Cuban exiles land on the beach, seize the city, and declare themselves to be the rightful government that fled in exile. And then the United States would immediately rush in with military support. There was supposed to be a landing force being prepared in Homestead, Florida and in Puerto Rico and in Guantanamo Bay. And the Kennedy administration completely backed out at the last minute and left these people to die and fight for three days on the beaches Unbelievable. before they were, before they were fully captured by the No, Kennedy. no, they're really coming. we got to hold on to the beach. Yeah. And they were there for three days fighting tooth and nail. And it is one of the reasons why South Florida – 
was predominantly a Republican stronghold for the last 30 years because of the Kennedy administration. The Cuban-American community just despised the Democrats because of that. Yeah, I was talking to someone, a very liberal person, and they're talking about, and they're talking about like uh, Hispanics and how they, you know, how, you know, you know, all Hispanics are Democrats because they know what's right. I was like, how about Cubans? Oh, they're not really Hispanics. What? <laughs> they're, 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 they're white Hispanics. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, for that idiot, I, I, as I always have to point out, um, first, Hispanic isn't a race. It's an ethnicity. And the term Hispanic comes from Hispania, Spain, which was the Iberian Peninsula. And Hispania was the Roman name for the Iberian Peninsula. So anyone that is of Portuguese or or Spanish descent is Hispanic. And second, my family hails from Asturias, the northern part of Spain, which actually started the Reconquista, which was the kicking of the Arabs out of the Iberian Peninsula in the 1400s. So, yeah, I'm as white, lily Hispanic as they come. My wife, I love her, and she's truly my better half. She is a black Hispanic. She's from Puerto Rico, born and raised in San Juan. Now, she's as Hispanic as I am. But the idea that, oh, if you're you're only Hispanic if you're a certain color. No, give me a break. We're all Hispanic. Again, it's an ethnicity, not a race. So you could go all across Latin America and you have people that are of Spanish ancestry that are white, black, even Asian mixed. So, yeah, the idea, I, I hate it when these people try to fit me in a little box because my wife, my family, we're, we're mixed race. I mean, my daughter's mixed race. Yeah, my 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 friend. Uh, okay, this is gonna sound bad. So don't don't jump to any conclusions. Uh, my friend is from Argentina, mm-hmm. but he's of German descent. Hmm. Let's see. Well, his last name is Ramos. I was like, but you're you're like German. He's like, yeah, yeah. My my grandfather changed his name. I was like, what was his name? And he's like, he would never tell us. <laughs> like, oh, I, I kind of get the idea. And he actually has some like Nazi memorabilia yeah. from his uh, grandfather. Yeah, for folks that don't. So it's kind of weird. For folks that don't know, after World War Two, a a ton of Germans fled um, uh, Europe after World War Two, and they settled in in Argentina. But it's funny at the same time, while the Nazis were fleeing Europe and settling in in Argentina, not no, John, uh, hold on, hold on, uh, John, uh, Detective John Kimball. No, not me, not me. No, no, John Himmler. <laughs> yeah, that's not me. No, it a, it's a friend of mine. So as the Nazis were fleeing Argentina, uh, the Peron government also welcomed a ton of Jews into Argentina. Mm. So, yeah, um, Adolf Eichmann, um, one of the head Nazis that was hunted by the uh, Israeli Mossad, he was actually given up because his son was dating a German-Argentinian girl in Argentina, except that they were secretly Jewish. So when Uh, Eichmann was going, 
Oh, my father's German. Oh, what did your father do? Oh, he was a bigwig Nazi. The daughter. Oh, my gosh. Hey, yeah, you know that boy that keeps chasing me in high school? Yeah, his dad's one of the big Nazis that fled here. Let's ride him out to the Israelis. Yeah, those Israelis, man, they came in and they took Eichmann. They just, like, freaking kidnapped his ass. They want to play him. like, see ya. Peace. Extreme rendition. And, and then they put him on trial, and yeah. he actually he had he had a legitimate trial in Israel with a defense. So it, it wasn't no kangaroo court like what's going on in some countries. Yeah, it's, it's definitely not. Um, also, uh, Mangala live all over South America, and they never caught him. Yeah. So, which was a shame. He was an evil, evil dude. Uh, he he got his desserts one way or the other. He's burning in hell. Yeah, yeah. He was not even Whew. evil. Um, yeah. So that was definitely interesting. Um, but it, you know, it it all ties back to a simple thing. All of these Nazis, communists, authoritarian. It all comes back. How do they gain power? They lie to people. They have people trade their freedoms and liberties for a false sense of security. They take the guns away from the people, and then they herd them into death camps and kill them. It, you, you, the, like the 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 Uyghurs or Uyghurs, whatever they are, Uyghur, and, Uyghurs, the Uyghurs, Uyghurs in in, in um, China. China, yeah, yeah. Same thing. They're 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 putting them in concentration camps, and uh, no, you can't say anything wrong about China. Disney's filming uh, filming Mulan there. Hmm. Yeah, the Uyghurs are currently, it, it's horrible what's going on to them. And the world doesn't care because it's the Chinese doing it. It, it. It's pretty amazing that in this country, they'll go nutso on you if you serve a plastic straw. But meanwhile, in China, they, they have carte blanche to do whatever they want. Because holy cow, it's a brave new market. There's a lot of uh, consumers there that we can sell our products to. Cheap iPhones. These patches it's- did not come from China, by the way. Anybody wants to know? Yeah, the, the the well, the Chinese government. You know, when they gained, when the Chinese communists gained power in forty eight, what they do? Went after guns. No, really? Yeah, I know. It's it's shocking. Well, what was and then, uh, I? And I forgot. I Chinese died. I, I think it was Dan Bongino uh, gave a quote, and he said that um, no armed populace has ever been, you know, put into concentration camps or something like that. And some there's, idiot fact checked it. There's never they, been there's never been an armed slave in the history of humanity. Never. Yeah, and, and some the the fact check, the crux of the fact check, you know, it's like a thousand words, but it says, yeah. well, it's false because um we can't prove otherwise. It's like <laughs> Mm. Well, it's like Joe, the Joe Biden banning nine millimeter things. Oh, he meant that. No, no, that's not how fact check works. Did he say he wanted to ban nine millimeters? Yes. Now you're going back you know, and go. I, I think he meant this. Actually, that's not what he said. And I'm, I'm taking him at his word because I believe that he wants to. He wants I'm, to. I'm I'm going to take a hard stance here, and I'm going to support Joe Biden's ban on 9mm because I believe 40 Smith & Wesson's better anyways.
All right, that okay. was uh, Luis uh, from GOA. <laughs> Just joking. <laughs> okay. Dude, I'm going to start hitting yeah, you with I the mean, commercial bombs. Look, look, all you 90 90- millimeter. You don't know all about the commercial bombs. fanatics. Hey, I'm, I'm sorry. Nine millimeter socks, 40 Smith and Wesson better. Nah, I'm just waiting for five John, points. John Kimball says this guy works for the FBI, huh? <laughs> hey, I carried a 40 for most of my law enforcement career. I loved it, man. It was a great cartridge. I don't like it. Do not like it. No, but like, uh, I was going to hit you with the commercial bombs. It's something that I do to annoy people. Uh, actually, one person I did it to, a guy named Light, and it was we did uh, like a like an in studio, an in studio. Uh, does this guy eat soup with a fork as well? <laughs> hey, I said forty Smith and Wesson, not forty five Gap. Though I do like that cartridge too. Oh, yeah, you're right. No, but like uh, over the weekend, we did a live in studio thing, and one of the people on a couple of people on were on like actual video chats with us. And every time, and this wasn't my idea, this was the other guys. Every time the one of the guys up in the video chat would try to speak, we would drop a commercial on them. So I know. <laughs> it would automatically so John reaching for the commercial button. <laughs> I felt I mean, bad. Look, I- I get it. If people have weak wrists, that's what nine millimeters for. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> You're going to get some hate, man. Oh, trust me. It's all right. I- I'm used to it. So wait, what are we in Florida going to get? Let's see. Um, no, no form one suppressors. And oh, uh, what is Florida going to up is going to um, one up Texas. Yes. Well, it's real simple. As soon as Florida gun owners decide it's actually worth something, because for the last 10 years, we have a Republican supermajority. Right now, we have right now we have 102 Republicans in the legislature. We have a Republican governor. And again, constitutional carry died this session. Campus carry died this session. The repeal of the Parkland gun control died this session. A real Second Amendment sanctuary died this session and so on and so forth. But until gun owners, until gun owners put pressure on their lawmakers, and more importantly on Governor DeSantis, nothing will be done. Texas became the way it is for one reason, one reason only. Gun owners in Texas started getting off their butts and they got politically active. They were protesting. They were holding rallies. They were putting pressure on their lawmakers at lobby days. And I have a tremendous amount of respect for Rachel Malone and Felicia Bull, our state director, uh-huh. our GOA state directors in Texas, because they basically spent a decade on the ground organizing what accomplished all of this in Texas. And as Florida state director, I'm hitting the ground running trying to do this right now. That's why I'm across. That's why I'm not pinned down in the state. I'm everywhere because all I'm trying to do is get as many gun owners educated and more importantly, involved politically in what's going on here in Florida. Because Florida, Florida Republicans are like Disney World. They put a hell of a lot of work into make-believe. Yeah. yeah. It's, but until yeah. gun owners put pressure on the governor, specifically the governor, nothing will move forward. Because right now, our Senate President, Wilton Simpson, he's the guy that 
authored the gun control, um, signed by uh, Governor Rick Scott back in 2018. Uh, our, our House Speaker, Chris Sprawls, he specifically told lawmakers to not co-sponsor and vote on any pro-gun legislation that was introduced by Representative Anthony Sabatini. And because it was Sabatini that introduced constitutional carry this past session and it died in committee and for everyone and for everyone in Florida that says, Oh, it's all the carpet baggers and all the folks from out of state that are, that are the ones turning Florida into an anti-gun place. I, I hate to tell you this. Wilton Simpson, the guy that wrote the Parkland gun control, He's a good old Florida boy. Born well, in- he didn't write it. Somebody handed it to him. Well, yeah, but he introduced it. But he's a good old Florida boy from Central Florida. Well, Anthony Sabatini, the guy that introduced constitutional carry, he's from New York. So it ain't that Florida folks are pro freedom by themselves. Well, All and my legislator is Rick Roth. And you should have seen it. My wife grabbed Rick Roth for about 45 minutes and ripped him a new one. Like she quartered him. And like they, they text almost every, I think Rick texts my wife more than I do. Uh, but he's like, Oh no, no, the whole Parkland bill. It's a good thing. We're already you know rolling it back. It's like, nah, not happening. You know, he was trying to put a smiley face on it. And- well, look, the governor in 2018 campaigned, that if he was governor, at, and by governor, I mean Ron DeSantis, because he wasn't governor in 2018. But in 2018, when he was running for the gubernatorial race, he campaigned and stated that if he was governor at the time, he would have vetoed the Parkland gun control. Mind you, one of the bills that died this committee was a bill that would have repealed it. Did right. you hear anything out of the governor's office? Did he no. use his office as a bully pulpit to support that legislation or constitutional carry or campus carry? Nope. No. Not at all. But what has he done? He recently appointed Wilton Simpson's daughter to run uh, uh, to be part of UC, uh, University of South Florida's chair. You know, she, he got he politically appointed her to some damn office on um, some unelected bureaucratic office. Why? As a uh, kissing the ring. Uh-huh. So while DeSantis is on TV making it sound like he's tough and he's for freedom and he's doing all of this this dog and pony show with his anti-riot bill and fighting the CDC for cruise for, for cruise lines. and all. It sounds great, but he's right. not spending his political capital on, on things that could actually matter. Right. He hasn't right. Done anything involving the second amendment. He hasn't used his office as a bully pulpit to push for constitutional carry. He hasn't used his office as a bully pulpit to push for campus carry, to rebuild gun control, to pass a second amendment, uh, second amendment sanctuary bill. None of that. He hasn't done any of that. But again, all of that sadly falls on the hands of Florida gun owners, because if you guys are politically apathetic, then he won't do anything. Because I, I hate well, to tell you. I, 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 no, no, go. no, 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 no. I, you know, it's a problem. Like in Florida, we're majority Republican in office, you know, in you think that's all all you need to do is vote R yeah. and you're set. And it's not. That's not the case. Oh, very much not. Dennis Baxley, one of the more pro-gun Republican members of the state Senate in 2019, flat out told me Republicans will not push pro-gun legislation because all they hear from gun owners in Florida is silence. And they take that silence as approval. 
until right. gun owners are loud and proud as gun owners and put pressure on their elected members in office, nothing will move forward. Simply voting Republican right. doesn't do much. Not enough. You have to hold these people's feet to the fire. And this is the worst thing. Multiple contacts from the RPOF and from the legislature have already told me that this coming session, they do not view gun rights as an issue to tackle, that they will not push any pro-gun legislation. Mind you, you have the Biden administration cracking down on the Second Amendment any way that they can. Yep. Yeah, that that is definitely true. Virginia, the gun owners are very active. How big is Virginia? How how big is it to get from the furthest part of the state to the capital for you guys up there? Not as far as you, um, but uh, it, uh, from furthest part, the furthest part, probably five six hours. But so it's not as far as far as you. Sometimes you're like twelve hours away, right? Something um, Floridians, Floridians, or nine hours. Floridians. Nobody like calling Floridians. Something yeah, there. if you're in if you're in the south end of the state, the the populated areas, Dade, Broward, Palm Beach, you're looking at seven to eight hours just to get to Tallahassee. Right. And it's I mean we're a big state, and I understand that not everyone could drop what they're doing and go to the capital, but we need Florida gun owners to get active. And as GOA's Florida State Director, I'm trying to organize and rally people oh. specifically to do gun owner lobby days at the capital, so we can uh-huh. be out. Well, I think uh, VCDL uh, should get a lot of credit with organizing and motivating the Virginian people. Uh, plus, I think it helps that our capitals is in the dead center of our state. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's like if the capital was in Orlando or Tampa, you know, that'd be different. Yep, but Tallahassee is up in the panhandle. That's pretty much rural nothingness up there. Mm-hmm. Now, you're, you're going to laugh. Um, my congressman is Brian Mast. You know who he is, right? Oh, yes. I actually just recently sat down with him. So Brian used to come. I, I was heavily involved in the Palm Beach Tea Party. And he would come to every one of our meetings before he got elected. And he's like, I'm a gun guy. I'm a gun guy. I'm a gun guy. You want to come with me to the range? You know, we'll, we'll go shooting at the range. I'm like, I, I don't have to go shooting with you. I mean, it's good enough you tell me that. And then the truth of the matter is he has a hoplophobic Republican donor, wealthy Republican donor. So all of a sudden he's sponsoring anti-gun legislation saying that nobody should have a semi-automatic. Um, but then like he's, he's flip-flopped on that a little bit saying it. Uh, what was it? I think it was gas actuated. He, you know, he, he kind of changed the semi-automatic to, you know, gas actuated. Uh, but he told me this whole cock and bull story. He's like, well, I was at a park with my family, and I thought if somebody had an AR-15 on the rooftop over there, they could just take us all out. I'm like, I could do the same thing with my most Nagan. Yep. And the Republican donor you're talking about is Al Hoffman Jr. He uh, also was a big donor to Trump, and he's one of the reasons why Trump actually went after bump stock bans. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, for folks that don't know, Hoffman is a huge Republican donor here in Florida, and he backs just about any Republican. One of his conditions is is that they have to push gun control or they have to support it. Wow. That kind of sucks. It's an uphill battle. 
the idea that a Republican is automatically pro-gun is not the truth, especially not, not, not even a vet. Yeah, not even a, not a veteran, not a Republican, nothing. You guys, you, your Florida listeners, you guys need to understand that just because they have an R by their name mm-hmm. or, that they, or that they served in the military doesn't make them automatically pro-Second Amendment because – most of the Republicans that I've spoken to that claim to be pro-gun, their idea of pro-gun is this. Oh, the Democrats want to completely ban your ownership of firearms. I'm fine with you owning a gun as long as it's registered and locked away at the shooting club. See, I'm pro-gun. Okay. Liberty, is it that Florida statute criminalizing possession of bug stocks and reportedly binary church is still the law? Yes, it is still the law. Uh, how can we change that immediately? We have to put pressure on our lawmakers. One of the bills that died this session under Republican control was a bill that flat out would have repealed that. But again, there was no word from the governor. He didn't he didn't support it at all. Uh, so the way that law is written. Sorry. Hey, Richard, the way that law is written, theoretically, I couldn't put a Geisley trigger in my AR-15 because no. that's an enhancement. All right. Uh, last question, and then we got to get out of here. Um, and is there a FL CDO? There's a Florida Carry. There's Florida Carry, who I have a very good re- working relationship with, and there's of course GOA here in Florida. Um, if you're looking for a Florida CDL, they don't exist. The best thing to do is join uh, GOA. All right, with that. Uh, let me say that we are done. We are out of here. Uh, I'm going to kick it over to uh, Rich first, then we'll go to Luis, then we'll get out. All right. Well, as always, I'm most prolific on Instagram. So if you follow me on Instagram, it's flyingrich underscore official. And I am pimping my new channel, which is Flying Rich Vehicles. Unlike YouTube.com slash Flying Rich, we're going to be vehicle centric there. All right, and Luis, go for it. Simple. Go to gunowners.org slash join, $25 a year. That's the best way to get things going here in Florida. And if you have any questions, just reach out to me um, through GOA. I'm your state director, and I'm here to help you guys. Oh, man, now you messed me up. Uh, Thank you for the super chat to AEDU for the $5 super chat. I'm trying to do the little thing here, but not switching. There you go. You want me to just yell Wolverine? There you go. All right. My name is John Crump. You can find us at John Crump Live or at Crumpy.com. And guess what, guys? The show is over. And this is little Matthew here that you can't see him, but I'll do it right here. There's Maddie, man. We're going we're gonna to go work on his Minecraft ch- or something YouTube channel thing. All right, guys, we'll see you. Thank you for watching, and we're gone.